Hey guys, I want to make sure that I introduce you to a company called Genie. Genie is absolutely amazing. As a matter of fact, I honestly wasn't a Genie fan until I met them at Expo and had an opportunity to really look at their product. I was blown away. They absolutely changed everything for me. They are building game-changing openers right now, and I definitely recommend you check them out. As a matter of fact, I went from selling 100% of one brand to now my installers don't want to touch them. They're selling genies, and they love them. Our customers love them, and you will too. To buy your genie, go to geniecompany.com and click the button where to buy to locate a dealer near you. Hey guys, welcome to Aaron Overhead Doorcast, another episode where we talk about garage door openers. If you haven't caught our previous episodes, make sure you catch up on those. But if you're in the market for garage door opener or really just love hearing me talk about garage door openers, this is the podcast for you. So uh, this episode, we're going to talk, oops, lost my page here. We're going to talk about where to buy a garage door opener and why. So I think I want to start with price because I feel like that's definitely one of the top factors. And I can honestly tell you that if you're going to go off of price alone, Home Depot and Lowe's almost cannot be beat. I mean, they're literally advertising the price of an opener for about the same price we buy them for as dealers, direct, wholesale. So congratulations. You can buy the same openers for roughly wholesale um, that we can for the most part. And I'm going to tell you some of the differences. So when it comes to price, Home Depot, Lowe's, that's it. We can't compete uh, with price alone. There are, however, some differences and some processes that I think you may need to know. And by giving you some of this information, I think you can take this and potentially make your purchase at Home Depot Lowe's better. But ultimately, my goal is to get you to buy from a dealer. So, why? Why would you buy from a dealer? Number one, I'm going to tell you that it's uh, a big deal for me is the rail. So the rail that the trolley runs up and down that opens your door, if you buy from a box store, you're going to get a like a square hollow rail that's broken down into pieces that fits in the box. Not a huge fan of those. I've literally seen those bend out like six to eight inches before with a lot of pressure. Um, where we get what's called a T-rail, heavy-duty, professional-grade, one-piece T-rail. And um, not even close. When you come to quality differences, it's not even close. Huge fan of the one-piece T-rail. Um, you have some flex that you can do with that, but the chances of you breaking it or it breaking is almost zero. Uh, I don't have as much information about LiftMaster as I do Genie on this particular topic, uh, but I will say that Genie makes 24-volt garage door openers for the dealers and 18-volt for the box stores. So 
that is a big difference in my opinion. Uh, I'm a big fan of 24 volt. I think LiftMaster may be like 18 across the board anyway. So that may not be a huge deal for you if you're looking at um, buying like an inexpensive opener and you're looking for price only. LiftMaster Genie box door, but you're going to get 18 volt. So the next thing is how they advertise the openers. It's a little bit unique, and this just started not too long ago. And I didn't even really realize when they started changing it until probably six, eight months ago. But you'll see in the box stores, they're still advertising horsepower. But for us, they've taken horsepower off of all the collateral, all, all, all the big companies that build garage door openers. And the way it's been described to me is that most of the openers, when they first came out, were AC. So... An AC motor can be translated to horsepower. And so that was a relatively easy transition to be able to advertise to consumers and have them understand strength or power through horsepower. Uh, where you have like, and, and that's how like a lot of like, you know, uh, I mean, you you buy your, your lawnmower off of horsepower. Like there, there's lots of other things, right? Um, so we get lifting power and how they come up with that is how, how much strength does it take to lift a door? Um, and so instead of it being like a half horsepower, maybe it's like a 500 pound lifting capacity before the springs are loaded. And if you haven't listened to some of my previous episodes, the springs are your counterbalance system. And so if a 500 door, door, 500 pound door can't talk today is um, you put springs on it, it counterbalances the door. So the door is virtually weightless. So the opener is good to lift it. Now, almost all garage door openers that are residentially rated are going to, you know, the goal is not to lift any more than about five pounds of pressure. The springs are doing all the heavy lifting. So keep that in mind when we're talking about this, but they advertise them two different, different ways. So we get lifting power. The box stores get horsepower. Another thing that I'm not too happy with, but um, some manufacturers help us out. Shout out Jeannie. Um, remotes and keypads. So LiftMaster about once a year runs a package called the 267 Genie will run some promotions that we also try to take advantage of where we can buy garage door openers in bulk and get an extra remote and keypad. But inside the box, when we buy the opener, it only comes with one remote, no keypad, no extra remote. So that's a little bit of a disadvantage to us, unfortunately. And, um, you know, I think a lot of customers feel like, well, I'm buying the garage door opener cheaper as well as I'm getting extra remote and keypad. So that's kind of a big deal. Let's talk about warranty issues with labor. I know for a fact we've gone out to customers' homes where the garage door opener had an issue and it had to be taken back. So we obviously would break it down and put it back in the box for them. But then we had to leave while they went to exchange it and then 
um, you know, we've had to work things out with homeowners before because there's been issues um, where we don't want to charge a full rate to come back and install it because we're not having to install the whole opener again. But at the same time, it's another trip, another cost. And so that would be passed on to the homeowner, which stinks all the way around. Like we don't want to do that, but uh, we're really not left with a whole lot of choices. So returns, again, same thing, right? Like if you have a problem with it, you're going to call us back out there because we didn't install our opener. The labor warranty is only valid on labor concerns, where if you bought the opener and the labor from us, if it was a part failure that happened underneath the labor warranty, we would cover both. So let me re, let, let me just make sure that I explain this right. You buy an opener from us, we come install it. The circuit board goes bad the next week. Because the circuit board and the labor warranty is covered under warranty, both are done for free. Whereas if you order a garage door opener from Home Depot or Lowe's, and oh, a week later, the circuit board goes out. You have to pay us to come back out there, diagnose the problem, take out the circuit board, call Chamberlain, submit the warranty on your behalf, or they may even, in some cases, they make you do it. Um, and then they'll ship you a new circuit board, and either you can do it or we can come back out and install it. But that's two additional trips, right? So that can get expensive really fast. Uh, so when you thought you might have been saving money, in the long run, maybe you're not. And and that's rare. So I don't want to make it sound like it's happening all the time. It's not happening all the time. But it's just another way that you can be covered. Um, return. So angle iron. So we always hang garage door openers that are trolley operators from the ceiling. So when they're hanging from the ceiling, they're hanging from angle iron. And they send this like really cheap angle iron in the boxes. Um with the garage door openers that you get for the box stores. We don't get angle iron at all in ours. We have to pay extra for that. So uh, you're getting heavy duty. Typically most garage door companies are working with 14 or 16 gauge heavy duty professional angle iron. Where I think it's like, I don't know, 20 something gauge. It's really light, flexible. And, and I don't even know, I can call it angle iron that they put into the boxes. Um, so th that's another thing. Uh, most importantly, no garage door ever should have a garage door connected to an opener without a strut. So I'll give you an example of how this is important and where this plays a role in this. Some new construction companies, in order to cut cost, will buy a door but not put an opener on it. Well, they'll also not put the mandatory strut on it as well because they're not putting the garage door opener on it. However, if you connect a garage door opener to a door without a strut across the top, properly installed, you void the warranty of the door. A professional will know that. So when a professional comes out to install your garage door opener, he's going to see that you don't have a strut, recommend one, and install the strut and the garage door opener. Of course, you'd have to pay for it, but you're going to damage the door if you install a garage door opener without a strut. Eventually, it's going to break. And then we also, uh, all manufacturers send these small operator brackets that come in the box. And those little operator brackets are perfectly fine. People have been installing garage door openers with these forever. 
However, I'm just a big fan of going a little bit above and beyond. And so we use full size operator brackets that stretch the whole height of the top section and um, just spreads out some of the stress. Remember, you're lifting up a heavy garage door from the middle top section. So much can go wrong, especially after the springs start to relax and the door starts to get heavy. So an operator bracket, a full length operator bracket definitely can help you save the life of your door especially if it's a cheap like builder grade door. If you have a higher end door, that's not as big of a concern. But if it's flexible and hollow or what we call vinyl back two layer garage door, it's going to be a little bit on the cheaper side and more susceptible to cracking or bowing or even falling it. That does happen, by the way. All right. So last thing, uh, surge protector. So I think also that there's like certain neighborhoods that we experience always have issues with circuit boards. So when we're in those neighborhoods, we always suggest a surge protector. So we, we try to keep these on our trucks and we plug the opener into the surge protector, ultimately protecting a hundred dollar part instead of a 10 or $15 part. So if something were to happen and the surge protector get fried, hopefully that protects the opener and you're good. Our surge protectors also come with a guarantee so if anything gets damaged through their surge protector, they'll pay for it. It's like an insurance policy almost. Um, so if you're buying it from Home Depot, they're probably not going to suggest these things. And there's a lot of stuff left open for you to pay for down the road. For me, I'm about convenience. I'm definitely a convenience buyer. Um, and so we try to cater our company a little bit around that just because that's who I am. And obviously it's my company. So uh, we try to take care of people and try not to ever come back out if we can avoid it. So if you hire somebody for a garage door opener installation, ultimately you're looking for them to come out, do the job professionally, do it right the first time and not have to come back. And all these things are things that we're looking for. And so um, just keep all that in mind. In the grand scheme of things, it all depends on what you're looking for. My guys know exactly how to install a garage door opener, put the least amount of stress on the door. Um, and all these other things that we're looking for as well that we touched base on. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I know it's short, sweet, but that's why we're trying to keep it. It's educational. We want you to learn. If you have any feedback or questions regarding a garage door opener, feel free to hit us up. Aaron Overhead Doors has a Facebook page, Instagram. Uh, we're pretty good about responding. I get people from all over the country chat in, text in, call in, whatever, um, message in. So feel free. Uh, we're here for you. We want to support you, help you make a good decision. So we really appreciate you tuning in and supporting the podcast. Uh, thank you to Jeannie for being a wonderful sponsor and everything that you guys do for the industry. What an amazing company. And so uh, just want to give a shout out to them. Hope you make the best decision for you, what that may be. It's different for everyone. So do your research. Reach out to us if you need to. Again, this is Ryan with Aaron Overhead Door, and you're listening to Aaron Overhead Doorcast.